This is Pilgrim Walk, where we discuss what it is to be holy in an unholy world. Pilgrim Walk is a ministry of Grace Covenant Ministries right here in sunny Central Florida. Hello, everybody. This is Rob Pineda, your host here on Pilgrim Walk. I'm so glad you could join me, and I hope that you and your families had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, you know, for me, it was it was really nice, and you know, the whole whole holiday season is always fun. The holidays. When I say the holidays, I'm talking about specifically Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And you know, it's just such a fun time of year. Uh, sometimes it can be stressful, but you know, we're dealing with other people just like us, and we have to have patience and grace for them. So thank you for joining me today. You know, today is December 6th, and here we are in the Advent season. And uh, this past Sunday, which was yes, uh, the day before, no, yesterday. Wow, I'm a little confused on my time. Uh, it was the happened to be the second Sunday in Advent. And if your church is like my church, there is a lot of stuff going on. We're busy. I mean, we are really busy. And it's a lot of fun, isn't it? I mean, we don't have to worry about sitting with a bunch of strangers at weird kind of Christmassy kinds of, well, they're kind of Christmas. They call it Christmas, but yet doesn't have a lot to do with Christ. And yet, we get to go to our churches and participate in truly Christ-centered types of worship. Now, look, bottom line here, folks, Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th. I know that might burst some bubbles, uh, but there's no evidence of that. There is just no evidence. It is a time, however, where we get together as believers all over the world on a particular day to celebrate the Incarnation. God becoming man. We celebrate that together. It could be any day that we celebrate it. It doesn't really make a difference. So this is a fun time, but we have to keep it in perspective. We have to remember that God is beyond all space and time. We are his finite beings. We don't know everything. We don't know everything concerning his birth. We don't know everything as far as dates and what it actually really particularly looked like. But we can give glory to God that he did come. No matter if we have all the details or not, the fact remains that he did come. He fulfilled a promise. I want to read something to you here. Now, you might say, oh, are, we, are you going to read a, a very, you know, um, popular Christmas story of some kind from Scripture? Not really. I'm not going to do that. I think this actually has to do a lot with Christmas, but some people might differ with me, and that's okay. I'm going to be reading in the book of John. I'm going to be reading a, a good chunk here, John chapter 1, and I'm going to start in verse 1 and read through verse 18. And as always, I am reading from the ES version of the Bible. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, 
and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about that light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Now, when we read this particular passage, there's a few things that should jump out at us. One, Jesus is God. You really can't get away from that when you read this passage of Scripture. He is God. He came into the world, he created the world, and yet the world didn't recognize him. The world rejected him. We know that when we believe in his name, it even says right in verse 12, when we believe in his name, we have the right to become children of God. That's actually a pretty big statement, because what that's really saying is, unless you believe in Jesus Christ, unless you are his, unless basically you're saved, You are not a child of God. Not everyone is a child of God. Only people that belong to Christ are children of God. So here we are in the Christmas season, and we have God coming to the earth as a little baby. Born in a stable. Born of a a Jewish peasant girl. I mean, look, Mary was obedient. We have a lot to learn from her obedience. I mean, she just went with it. An angel said, you're going to get pregnant, yet you're you're not going to have to go through the normal biological process. And she's, she just goes right with it. Yes, Lord, whatever, what you say, let it be done to me. I mean, isn't that unbelievable? We don't hear a ton of questions. You know, she does say, well, how can this be? And the angel does explain it to her a little, but she goes right into just accepting She was obedient to God because she understood that God can and does do anything. And he does anything that he pleases at any time with anyone. He is completely sovereign. So we have a lot to say here in this particular passage. We could go so much further and so much more in depth, but that's not the purpose 
I'm keeping it to a Christmas theme this month. And why is this important? Why is it important for us to know that Jesus is God? Most of you listening would probably say, yeah, of course I believe that. Yeah, Jesus is divine. I get it. No problem. He was 100% human and 100% God. Now, we don't really understand how that melding together really works. And look, folks, people have debated this for a long time. What does that actually look like that he's 100% God and 100% man? There's only so much we can do with our little brains to try to figure that out. We accept it and believe it because the inspired word of God tells us so. And this is one passage where that is actually made very clear. Another passage would be uh, further on in John, uh, John chapter 8, when Jesus is in the temple and he says, Before Abraham was born, I am. Jesus did declare himself to be God. There are many cults and groups out there that say he's not God. Um, and, you know, that's nothing new. That's been an issue for a very long time within the history of the church, within the history of Christianity. After um, the Emperor Constantine made Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire, there were some controversies that were popping up as far as theological controversies. There were questions that needed to be answered and settled. So in around AD 325, so the year 325, there was this particular council that was going to take place. This council was called the Council of Nicaea. Now, Nicaea uh, is, um, it was a town just east of um, Corinth, and um, it was in Asia Minor. I'm sorry, not east of Corinth. I apologize. It was east of Constantinople. So modern-day Istanbul, just east of there, was this town called Nicaea. This council gets together, and all these leading uh, bishops, these leading pastors, get together to, to formulate and, and codify, in a sense, what Scripture was already declaring. They just wanted to make it clear. They wanted to iron out any of these wrinkles that had been going on. Now, why were there wrinkles to begin with? I mean, Scripture is pretty clear about things. Well, the wrinkles happened because of people. There were lots of people going around making other claims that were anti-biblical, extra-biblical, and it was causing some confusion. So this council convened in order to try to really get to, uh, you know, the foundation. Let's get to the basics. Let's formulate this and let's make some declarations of what Scripture is saying about Christ. So they get together, and there's one particular bishop, and his name was Arius. Now, Arius was teaching that Jesus was not co-equal with God, that, that he was actually a created being. Okay, So basically, Jesus is not eternally divine. That's what Arius was teaching. Well, and here's where some of our Christmas connection kind of comes in a little bit. There was another, there was like 300 bishops there. One of them, one of those bishops was named Nicholas. Yes, the same Nicholas. Saint, we sometimes call him Saint Nick, Saint Nicholas. He was a real guy. He was at this council. Now, Nicholas was the bishop of Myra, 
Okay, town in Turkey, modern day Turkey. And he's at this council and he hears Arius talking and basically saying Jesus is not divine. Jesus is not God. Well, Nicholas started to get a little bit uh, agitated. He took that as an attack on God. So what did Nicholas do? Well, as the story goes, he got up, he walked over to Arius, and he slapped him across his face. Why? <laughs> because Arius was preaching some heretical teaching. Nicholas saw that as a great offense to God, saw it as blasphemous, and he went over there and slapped him. He slapped, Nicholas slapped Arius. Now, what did that look like? Was it as dramatic as some of the stories come across? You know, we honestly don't know for sure. We just don't know. And it could have been nothing more than him going up and doing a little slap. He could have gone over, and some of the stories are that he went over and slugged him right in the face. Either way, there were some problems. Now, the teaching that Arius was trying to get the council to agree to, it, he was actually, de it was declared, that all that teaching was declared heretical. Uh, we have a term for it today called Arianism coming from Arius, and Arianism is that Jesus was not divine, that Jesus was created. It is a heretical belief. Now, Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, as we know him, uh, well, he, he definitely, uh, um, made a, a pretty bold statement there. But this is the point, though, that I want to make right now with us. Here, on this little podcast, with believers trying to live a holy life, what does this have to do with living a holy life? What does St. Nicholas going over and slugging or slapping Arius have to do with us today in 2021? Well, just like we can learn from Mary, the mother of Jesus, in her obedience, we can learn something from Nicholas. He took the person of Jesus Christ very seriously. Now, I'm not going to argue on whether he should have struck Arius or not. Uh, that that's not really what I'm going to go into. Um, granted, look, people disagree with us. We have to be careful with punching people or slapping people. That you know, we we do have a witness to maintain. And with the rest of that story with Nicholas, um, he did get into a little bit of trouble because of it, and he was actually brought before Constantine because Constantine was uh, he actually was at that council himself. And there was a law where you couldn't strike another person in the presence of the emperor. Well, Constantine was the emperor. So Nicholas did get into trouble. Now, he was eventually um, – he, he did get placed in jail, if you will, but it was for a very short time. He was released and allowed to continue his duties as the bishop of Myra. So we don't want to be slapping people. We don't want to be punching people because they they say something that's very contrary to Scripture. However, 
should we not be bold? Right now, within churches all across America, and I'm only going to talk about America. I could go around the world and it just gets really, really bad. So I'm just going to stick with the United States because that's where I'm at. Um, I can't speak for a lot of other countries. I'm not there. But I can tell you in America, we have a lot of churches where they're teaching heretical teachings very similar to what Arius was teaching, that Jesus, um, he wasn't really divine until a certain point in his life. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense scripturally. And let's be honest, if it doesn't make sense in scripture, then what is actually wrong? Is it scripture that is wrong or is it us? No, it's us. It's the people. We. We are the ones that are wrong. There are people that are starting to say that Jesus wasn't necessarily divine, and yet they call themselves Christians. We see this really popping up in the more progressive uh, Christian circles, those that are considered more um, woke or um, those that are countercultural. And yet those groups are getting bigger, of course, and yet we see them saying things that Jesus wasn't really divine. They are questioning the divinity of Christ. Well, what happens once we question the divinity of Christ? Well, now all of a sudden we open the door to all types of other heretical ideas, heretical understandings. And if Jesus was not divine, what was his sacrifice worth? Human beings on their own cannot be perfect. Yes, we may sin less as Christians, but we are still sinful. We still sin. But we have to be bold and stand up for the truth. Because it's in Christ where salvation is found. And we have people espousing beliefs that Jesus wasn't divine or or he was only, you know, kind of divine and we can all be just like divine like him. No, we can't do any of that, but a lot of groups are teaching that nowadays. What can we learn from Nicholas in this? We can learn to be bold and unwavering. I'm not saying to assault anyone. What I'm saying is we have to be bold and say no, that is that is just wrong. What about that little baby Jesus? Little baby Jesus in the manger, right? The night that he that that he was born on this earth, was that little baby divine? Yes, Jesus never gave up his divinity. He was always divine. He was always 100% God and at the same time 100% man. We don't have to apologize for that. That little baby in that manger was God. We have to stand up as believers and not be afraid. This is part of our walk towards further sanctification in our lives. As we continue in our sanctification, we should increase in boldness because we don't fear the one who can kill the body. 
we fear the Lord. And he is our father. He is our protector. And he will rule for all eternity. Jesus Christ is ruling right now. We can have the confidence in Christ that what he says is true. That what scripture tells us is 100% correct all the time, without error. Scripture is without error. It is inerrant. It says what it means and means what it says. And if we have a problem with it, that's our problem. That is our sinful self butting heads with the word of God. And folks, we will lose every single time when we do that. During this uh, time of year, there's a lot of controversy. Usually it tends to surround uh, around shopping. You go to a store and, and the individual is checking you out at the registers there as you're getting ready to leave. And they say things like, uh, oh, happy holidays, right? And we have very defined Christians. No, it's Merry Christmas. Oh, sure. I, I think it's fine to do that. I mean, I think I always respond Merry Christmas uh, because I'm not ashamed of Christ, of course. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about here when I'm saying being bold. It's not about saying Merry Christmas. Okay, that's a statement in itself, sure. But what I'm talking about, though, is bigger than just that. That can be part of it, but that's a small part. What do you believe about Christ? If you don't believe that Jesus is God, then you need to ask a lot of other questions about yourself and what you believe. He's either God or he's not. And folks, I'm here to tell you, he is the God of the universe. And he walked among us on this earth. He lived a perfect life, never sinning in thought or deed. And he did that so that he could be the perfect sacrifice. So that when he died upon the cross, he covered sin. He didn't just hopefully cover it. He did cover it. He took it on himself, and he gives us his righteousness. That couldn't happen if he wasn't God. A mere human can't do that for us. However, the God-man can, and he did. So as you ponder the advent of Christ this Christmas season in 2021, Contemplate who Christ is. What did he do? Why did he do it? What is he doing now? And what will he do in the future? Thank you again for joining me. I hope you and your family are doing well. Get involved in your churches this season. If you've been kind of neglecting things, get in there, folks. Don't neglect your church family. It's important. It's what God wants you to do. And it's what we should do because if we claim to be Christians, we should be doing the things that our master and king has told us to do. Talk till next time. Take care. God bless you. 
and Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us today on Pilgrim Walk. For more information, go to our site at www.gracecm.org.